get away from her, you bitch! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ian Freeze! Got the cat! Dear Sam Hibbert. To I'll be throwing one of these in with every purchase of 500 million or more. To peace. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. How you? Hope you are well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've just clicked over the 12,000 download mark. Very, very good, awesome stuff. Can't thank all the people that have subscribed, reviewed, rated, all that jazz. So, much appreciated, guys. Really do love all the support. So, today I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be rewinding the clock. I started DMR in July 2021 in lockdown. Off the back of my love of movies since I was five years of age. And I'll be giving you not one, but... Two, 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 two for the price of one. So I am going to be uploading or including in this episode my first and second reviews that I did. Now you have to excuse the sound quality. It may sound a little bit echoey, but I have evolved since then. So the two movies that I reviewed when I first started was Godzilla vs. Kong. And after that, I reviewed A Quiet Place Part Two. So, buckle up, enjoy the old school tracks. They're probably not too old school, but you know what I mean by throwing back the rewind button, going back in time, and giving you a little taste of what DMR sounded like almost 12 months ago. So, buckle up, enjoy the ride, and I will catch you on the flip side. Hey guys, I'm Kyle Dewey, host of Dewey's Movie Reviews. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to review number one. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. I am Iron Man. Why so serious? Godzilla vs. Kong, a 2021 film released from Warner Brothers Pictures and also Legendary Pictures as well. Now generally when I've watched films and you see the logo of Legendary Pictures come up, this one here, you generally know that you're in for a good time, visually anyway. Does it stack up in terms of it's going to be a good movie or not? Well, remains to be seen. I have to admit, when I did see this trailer, I was amped to go and see it in the movies and I was lucky enough to do so with a large tub of popcorn. And I can tell you right now, the movie doesn't disappoint at all. It's Godzilla. My love of this genre of movie started way back when, in 1994, when I was lucky enough and old enough to see Jurassic Park with my dad in the cinema in the summer holidays. 
and I can still remember to this day the effect that that movie had on my life. Sitting there in the darkened cinema, watching these massive dinosaurs that had never been seen before on the silver screen come to life and of course break out during a test run of the park. Now, watching this new movie, Godzilla vs Kong, I did have some thoughts around that. I had that same feeling when I was back, when I was eight years old watching this movie, and that was pretty special to have that feeling again. Not the same effect fully, but still, it did feel reminiscent of that time. Fast forward to 1997, we've got the second release or the follow-up film to Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park The Lost World, also directed by Steven Spielberg. Now, I was lucky enough to see that in the movie cinemas as well, and looking back, it was a fantastic experience. Wasn't as impactful as the first installment, obviously that film changed the game in terms of that genre and for movies in general, but it was still a very enjoyable follow-up. My first interaction with Godzilla was in 1998, a year later, starring Matthew Broderick. Now, if I look back as a kid, they did a very good job of advertising blockbuster movies back in the 90s. We have a look back at films like Men in Black and, of course, Independence Day as well. I remember walking to the main hall of the cinema as a kid, going to see another movies and seeing these massive billboards and these huge posters and you just your jaw just hit the floor as a kid. Looking back, sitting in the film Godzilla back then, it was pretty good in terms of what I thought a good film was in terms of a blockbuster movie. I did actually watch the film again the other day, and looking back, it's not the best. The acting is pretty cheesy, and the CGI in it is terrible for most of it, especially towards the end with the baby Godzillas in Madison Square Garden. It's really quite average. Despite there being hints of a sequel, the Godzilla franchise remained dormant thereafter for another 16 years. Fast forward to 2013, a little movie hit the silver screen called Pacific Rim. Now, I'm not sure if you caught it. I didn't watch it at the movies, but I did see the trailer for it, and when it was available on Blu-ray, I thought I had to go out and buy a copy, and I can say it is visually spectacular, amazing movie. It's basically like an adult version of Power Rangers on steroids. So if you haven't caught it, I'd highly recommend that. It's basically massive man-made robots controlled by humans fighting these huge kaiju or monsters that rise up for the deep and basically try to take over the earth. It is a spectacular movie and I highly recommend it. At the edge of our hope. to believe in each other. The day we face the monsters that are at our door. Today we are kids! 
Axel in the apocalypse! Off the back of Pacific Rim a year later, the Godzilla franchise is reignited with the hit movie Godzilla. Now, I did catch it in the cinema, and I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially after the 1998 version as well. And Pacific Rim, I think, really did help this franchise or this genre of movies really ramp back up again. There is a scene in Godzilla that I particularly like, which is the halo jump where you see the soldiers jumping out of the plane through a storm into a city that's basically on fire with two massive kaiju or dinosaurs or monsters, or whatever you want to call them. the success of Godzilla in 2019, the sequel is released called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now, I didn't catch this at the movies, I did see it on a streaming service or I rented it memory serves, and this movie does suffer from what is known as sequel artists, where they thought that more is going to be better, when in fact it wasn't. It, this movie did feel very bloated, you have an enormous amount of kaiju or dinosaurs or monsters, whatever you want to call it. And also the human element and character development in this movie is most of the time people standing around a boardroom or some type of army base explaining their way through the movie and somebody's got different opinions and stories about what is doing this and why that is doing that. And it, yeah, it just felt very bloated and you could tell this this movie didn't feel like a sequel. This movie felt like a trilogy at the end where most trilogies, they don't really know how to put this all together and they mash it all up and it's just this big kind of mess. Madra, Roden, Ghidorah. Oh my. They're moving like a pack. They're hunting. They all respond directly to an alpha. We stop this Ghidorah, we stop them all. Is there another creature that might stand a chance against him? Don't get me wrong, there are some very good action scenes and fights in that movie. However, I am glad that I won't have to witness this line again. So now the stage is set between Godzilla and Kong for the almighty showdown. Without getting into too many spoilers, the plotline is pretty simple. Godzilla is basically putting human lives at risk. Somebody or something is antagonizing him and it's up to the human cast to find out what that is. So they have to bring in old mate Kong to sort out the situation. The way they actually get Kong at the start of the movie, I'm not gonna again spoil it, I thought it was a brilliant idea, very fun idea. The movie itself looks immaculate. All the blues, the greens, the reds and the pinks 
reminded me very much of Avatar back in 2009 when I saw it on the big screen. So they've done away with all the unnecessary dialogue of the previous film with the human cast. Millie Bobby Brown is back along with Kyle Chandler as well, just to name a few of them. But the main characters in this movie are Godzilla and Kong. So it's up to you to find out whose side you're going to be on. So the runtime of this movie is very fair, not over, not under. All in all, the movie I thought was brilliant, and my verdict is basically, if you do get a chance to see it on the big screen, which I did, it is definitely worth going and seeing, or if you don't, it is definitely worth buying on Blu-ray or 4K. I actually bought it on 4K and played it on the PS5, and it looks incredible. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you for joining me on my first review. Hope to see you again on the next one. Comment below, let me know what you think, and stay tuned. One standing. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Who bows to who? Nobody gonna stop for me. Here we go. Kong bows to no one. Here we go. So there you have it, Godzilla vs. Kong. I really hope you enjoyed that. Old school track number one review. It was an awesome movie to see on the big screen. I can't really remember how I did actually see it on the big screen because we were in the middle of lockdown when that came out. So I can't really remember how I saw that on the big screen, but I know that I was there. I'm pretty sure I was there. But anyway, it was an awesome film. I did go and buy it on 4K and it looks even better when you run it through the PS5. So... Hope you enjoyed that one there. So, here is your buy one, get one free. So, let's listen to the next one, or number two review, which was A Quiet Place Part 2. So, this was an awesome follow-up to the original, which really did change the horror genre for this day and age. So, enjoy this second review, A Quiet Place Part 2. Hi there, movie girls. Welcome back to Dewey's Movie Reviews. Thank you for tuning in again and buckle up for review number two. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. I am Iron Man. Why so serious? so often in a certain genre of movies, there is a film that's released that changes the game for that particular style of movie. And I feel that The Quiet Place, when it was released, definitely falls into that category. Now, we are treading in dangerous territory here being a sequel. 
So most sequels, as we know, they can usually make or break a certain type of film franchise. And in my opinion, this is a very decent follow-up to its predecessor, the original. Ronnie, what do we got? Some kind of fire? We got units headed out there now. A quiet Place 2 takes us directly after the events of the first one, pretty much leaving the Abbott's farm with Emily Blunt, the main star of the movie, and her now three kids. She's got a little girl, boy, and the baby as well. They have to leave the farm. They've got no choice after the devastating events of the first film. So off they go again on the road and they get to the certain part of the road where the white trail ends and they're out of their comfort zone. They have to leave that area in order to survive. It's pretty harrowing and pretty nerve wracking to say the least. If we have a look back at all the major alien movies or alien horror movies, so to speak, we obviously got your big blockbuster movies like War of the Worlds with Steven Spielberg who directed that movie and also starring Tom Cruise. Now there are some scenes in that movie that I particularly like and I find very engaging, especially when you've got technology or things that humans take for granted every day and now they are part of this devastating land that they now call home where they have to fight for survival just like this clip here Then you've got major blockbuster alien movies like Independence Day when it came out in the mid-90s where you've got these massive spaceships that come down from the sky overtaking the world. They're in every major city, you can't miss them, there's worldwide devastation. Whilst movies like that and scenes like this... While scenes like that are awesome to watch with a big tub of popcorn at the movies, I feel films like A Quiet Place or, for instance, like Signs that was released in the early 2000s, much more engaging when they're set up in the family home and you've either got the main character being a dad or a mum that's doing their utmost to protect their family from these creatures that usually don't reveal themselves until the end of the movie and I think that's what makes it so nerve-wracking and you're at your edge of the seat because these things are moving in the shadows and they're not quite ready to reveal themselves until they are well and truly ready and of course the character development broadens and it gets better throughout the film move children Vamanos. 
Emily Blunt plays this role really well. It's a similar role that she played alongside Bruce Willis in the movie Looper a few years ago. Great movie, time travel movie if you haven't caught it. But it's also a similar role to what Sigourney Weaver played in the movie Aliens. Now the sequel Aliens, with Ness on the end, in my opinion is a better movie than the first where they've done it absolutely spot on. They've got a lot more aliens, a lot more action than the first one. And I feel that this actually coincides with part two of A Quiet Place, where they've done it really well. You've got more landscape, more aliens, more survivors, and more people out there. Similar to, if you've ever played the game, The Last of Us, survivors that you really do not want to run into. So without going into too many spoils, I think the combination, what they've done in a natural progression, throughout this movie, they've nailed it pretty well. And that was one of the main inspirations that the director, John Krasinski, who stars in this movie and directs both of them, had for A Quiet Place. He looked at the Alien movies and that's where he drew a lot of the ideas from. Now, if we have a look at this type of Alien, they are quite big, they're very spider-like, they're very quick, they can't see, but they have an acute sense of hearing, hence the name A Quiet Place. So it's a very interesting take on an Alien horror movie because humans make a lot of noise. So when one of these things comes around, you better shut your mouth and stay put. Due to major setbacks for the COVID-19 pandemic, this movie was supposed to come out in March 2020 and I was dying to see it at the movies because I enjoyed the first one so much. However, I did catch it on a streaming service the other day and decided to buy it on, I think it was Amazon Prime, and it was definitely worth the buy. So whilst I couldn't see in the movies, I would definitely recommend either buying or renting this movie 100%. And I do think this is a very good step into the franchise. There obviously is going to be a third one, hence part two, and no doubt I'll be waiting quite eagerly to see the outcome of what happens to this family. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in again. Much appreciated, and we'll catch you on the next one, so stay tuned. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. So there you have it, the two-for-one deal. Hope you liked that little throwback into memory lane from last year. So July this year will be one year since Dewey's Movie Reviews has been on the air, first on Instagram and then converted over onto the podcast forum. So thank you for tuning back in. Hope you enjoyed this two-for-one deal and I will catch you on the Menjay.
I almost had him. I almost had him. Yeah, stutter and prick it. You just experienced DMR, the red carpet treatment. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. <laughs> and this is how I met Tyler Durden. Did you know if you mix equal parts of gasoline and frozen orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm? Uh, Cole, before you go, will you tell Miss Lower goodbye? D- do what now? I said tell Miss Lower goodbye. Bye, Miss Lower.